Okay, it's time to commit. 2024 is the year for prioritizing yourself. Begin your new smile journey with Byte, and you could start seeing results in just two to three weeks. Just order your at-home impression kit today for only $14.95 at Byte.com. Byte clear liners are doctor-directed and delivered to your door. Treatment costs thousands less than braces, plus they offer financing options, accept eligible insurance, and you could pay with your HSA, FSA. Get 80% off your impression kit when you use code WONDERY at Byte.com. That's B-Y-T-E dot Start your confidence journey today with Byte. Hey, y'all, Seven Rounds in Heaven is back. We're brought to you by Sports Drink. It's NIL season, and college football players are finally cashing in. It is I, Rob Paul, a.k.a. the new marketing wizard for college hunks hauling junk. And with me, as always, is AJ. Give Reggie Bush his Heisman back, even though Vince Young should have won it. Marchese. Uh I don't like the 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 takes of like, oh, so so shitty for all the players that never got to catch. Like you can say that about anything in history. Like for any new rule, you know what I mean? Like why are we? Like Reggie should get his Heisman back, but I don't know why people like are so like up in arms about that. So we got the rule well, finally. Like the- Be happy. I don't know. It's it's like the people who don't want college debt to be cleared because they had to pay theirs. <laughs> yeah, which people are idiots. Dumb. Yeah, yeah, exactly. But uh, hey, I'm just happy. Dear King and Bubba Bolden are each getting twenty k from college hunks hauling junk. I think they should have to haul junk themselves, like just to get a feel for it, and like then they can really be spokespeople. You know? Uh, yeah, yeah. Like go do a promo, get a couple photos. Yeah, like, you know, move some, move an old, uh, old haunted grandfather clock. Today, we're continuing our 2022 NFL Draft Summer Scouting Series with the Mac and Mountain West, aka the G5 North. Let's hit it. Going out to Vegas, gonna set my draft, gonna set my draft on fire. Seven, seven, seven. Seven rounds in heaven with my lady Driving out to Vegas, baby Looking for a Stingley or Thibodeau Who's gonna bat it on draft day? Who's gonna wager future picks away? Who's gonna reach for a blue blood lineman? The home team. Let's go seven rounds. Let's go seven rounds together. Let's go seven rounds forever. And that's a song. Sometimes when I'm sitting at home, all I want to do is hop on a live audio only sports talk platform. I want to hear people tell me if the doctoring of baseballs is wrong or if it's good for the game. And one way you can do that is to hop on Spotify Green Room. It's free to download and to use. You can talk to people like AJ, who is still talking Tom Wilson. AJ, uh, Tom Wilson update? A front to the game. We're, we're still digging in deep here. Um, honestly, if he's not suspended the, the next the whole next season, uh, we'll, be, we'll be very upset. By the way, I, by we, I mean I have a community of followers of people that are also as angry as i am 
And AJ also has another Spotify green room where it's just about doctoring baseballs, but in a pro, like a pro reason. Like AJ's pro doctoring the baseball. Yeah, I want to get to a point where we're basically playing wiffle ball in uh, major league ballparks. I just want to see that that ball move. Like I think that's the best part. Everyone loves the dingers. I love crazy movement on baseballs. And if you hop on Spotify Green Room, you can hear all about it. It's perfect for watch parties, debates, post-game breakdowns, and reacting to breaking news. Share your own experiences on the app. All you need to do is download Spotify Green Room app free in the iOS or Android app store. Create a profile, link your Twitter, and join the group. Follow all kinds of podcast hosts, uh, anyone in the sports realm that you like to hear from, and you'll be notified when they go live on Spotify Green Room. Spider Tech. Uh, you know who's uh sorry? Spider Tech. Ah. Uh speaking of spiders. Richmond? There uh there's a lot of them out in the Mountain West area. What's your favorite uh type of spider? Um man. You? Same. Yeah, same. Okay. Speaking of uh, a man. Today. <laughs> 2022 NFL Draft Summer Scouting Series continues. We're doing Mac. We're doing Mountain West and uh, a little BYU even, because why not? Last year they uh, they 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 were relevant, and they should be in the Mountain West because independence is stupid. Yeah, this time last year I was saying how Zach Wilson sucks. Uh, I think I had a borderline draftable. Nah, at best, I think I was below that. I just straight UDFA grade. Uh, he looked like shit in in twenty. Uh, 19. I'm standing by it. He shouldn't have been drafted at all. It's a good take. Thank you. Really good take. Can't wait to find out which quarterback you talk about today that you think sucks and then becomes the second overall pick. I already know who it is. It's Nick Starkle. <laughs> Correct. Uh, someone should sign him to a, a hilarious NRL deal. Like for like, like old folks homes or something? Yeah, something like that. Uh, okay, let's start. Let's start. Let's dive into it. We got... Quarterbacks off the top. Uh, I think there's a good one in each conference. What do you think? I think there's one really good one. Care to elaborate? <laughs> I think Carson Strong is really good. I've been on the Carson Strong train since the start. Uh, fucking everyone else is just following along. My son, uh, whatever other stupid Twitter exclamations you want to use, uh, it was me. Could be. What? What is it like? We got room on the the train for you or something? Yeah, everyone, the Twitter guys always. Saw I saw saw someone has had him going first overall in a mock this week. I'm uh, I'm not there, <laughs> so, so I guess. <laughs> <laughs> I know, but he he he's shaping up um, to be the best. Keeping in mind, Liberty is an independent. Yep. Uh, Carson Strong is sh- on pace to be the the first. Group of five quarterback off the board. Um, for a summer grade, I, I, I've got him trending towards kind of that third round, which is high for a summer grade for a guy who's coming off his redshirt sophomore yeah. year. Um, throw on the tape, I don't think kind of tall, lean guy p- plays a ton in, uh, in just like a kind of gun quick game. It's a ton of spread, ton of gun. It's really quick. Gets the ball out of his hands really efficiently. And then they, they kind of sprinkle in some shots here or there. And that's where you get to see that deep ball placement, mm-hmm. which I think is one of his best traits. Um, not not the most dazzling physical tools, 
can move around enough. More of a a good pocket navigator than a scrambler. Yeah, he's not. He's um, not like a. He doesn't have like. Go a, ahead. Yeah, sorry. It doesn't have like a huge arm or anything, but really accurate poise and, and really good feet. Yeah, I think. Um, athleticism wise, he's not going to get you a, a lot of yards, but. Uh, I came away thinking he's the, he's like he's a strong dude. He's got a lot of strong, tough runs. So um, again, he's not gonna, he's not going to pick up consistent chunks. He's not going to be a s- consistent scrambling quarterback, but navigates the pocket well. He's he's not a statue in the least, and he's good enough to get you some tough yards. Um, not going to ask him to do it, but he's yeah. good enough to. Um, the arm strength, yeah. Good. Sorry, the, the the lack of like athleticism is just more as a runner. Like he. He's got enough there to keep plays alive and, and, and make some plays out of structure. But yeah, he's not gonna wow you as a as No, a I was I was impressed though how like how tough of a runner he was when he did. Like lots of times like just just a tougher guy to bring down. Like not Ben Roethlisberger S, but you know, like a quarterback like that where uh he'll he'll have a guy hanging off of him and get, you know, a couple more yards still. Um arm strength wise, I think in, in terms of pure pushing the ball down the field, um it's a, it's a pro arm for sure, but I don't think it's a, a wow arm there. Um, but I think I think when he's just spinning it, ripping it, um, you know, intermediate routes, short routes, whatever. Um, I think I think the velocity is is um, maybe not top tier, but but high end. Well, and it's funny because if you look at kind of the top group of quarterbacks in this class, like I think he he pretty obviously has kind of the least arm. But is, is um, maybe the most consistent with sprinkling the ball around the field, like short to intermediate to deep, with a just a really naturally accurate guy. Like I, I feel he always puts the ball in play. Yeah, he does for sure. It was kind of one of my takeaways, and uh, you see that a lot when he goes to Romeo Dubes, and, and Dubes will make some fantastic plays more on him later. But uh, yeah, Carson Strong, it, it feels like he always gives his receiver a chance. No, that was one of my uh, big takeaways too, and. Like you said, the ball placement deep is good. He he puts a lot of arc on his deep balls too, which um, always helps the receiver there. Um, I, yeah, I think like to nitpick a, a bit there. Like I think like like the mechanics, like his 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 arm is fine, but like sometimes he's got like a heel click, he drop back. I think like in the pocket navigating he's okay, but then like sometimes he'll just be a bit off balance at release. Um, Sometimes he'll get a little lackadaisical and just throw with his upper body and leave state inaccuracies. Again, young young players still, so like that's a lot of um, a lot of stuff to to coach out easily. But for a young guy, um, not a lot of bad decisions. Really, not a lot of bad decisions, and that that impresses me. Call your shot. Call me April. Is he a first round yeah, pick? Yeah, I think so. I got a late second on him now. Uh, I, I think he's a first round pick. Come April. Uh, I, I think he's pretty clearly um, at this point in the process a top three quarterback. Um, so yeah, I, I'm gonna uh, go with you on that one. And, and Nevada's poised to have an even better year, just in terms of overall offensive talent. And Jay Norvell's one hell of a coach. I think Nevada's got a really good chance at winning the Mountain West this year. Yeah, if if this was a an expanded playoff year, I think they had a chance at the playoffs. Um, I like I like this Nevada team a lot. I, I'm getting a battleborn tattoo right across my back. Uh, the same one, the okay. same one they got on the field there in the ribbon or whatever. That was. <laughs> yeah, like I, I'm going to be pumping up Nevada players. Uh, I'll, I'll show. Um, who's your dude from the MAC? Kill Bellaby. I really like him. I think he's shaping up to. You know, he he's a younger guy mm-hmm. as well. He's just a redshirt sophomore. Um, 
first year starter. I, I think he's got the physical traits you look for. I think he can really spin it velocity wise. He's got an arm to push it downfield. You see him make plays out of structure. Yeah. The the velocity really helps uh, in the RPO game. Um, has the, has the athletic traits to kind of extend plays um, and make make, make uh, plays outside of the pocket as a passer. Um, accuracy can be a little iffy at times, especially in the more of the short intermediate area. But I think that the things are there for him to be. Maybe it's not this year, but for him to be a quarterback that gets drafted at some point. Um, I really I really like him. I I, I think. Again, at this point in the process, I think he's a top ten quarterback in this class. Okay, I, I'm not that high on him. I, I, I have a borderline draftable grade on him. Um, is who is he? Your oh, second? easily, yeah, just between easily, them? easily. Okay, okay, yeah, because I was gonna say the drop off, like, Car- like Carson Strong's tier one, LB's tier two, and then to me, there's just a huge, like nobody else is really much like. Yeah, he's yeah. got a borderline draftable, and like a couple other guys, I'm like, okay, maybe they're they're camp guys or like stuff like that. Well, D- Dustin Crumb's going to be playing this year. I love Dustin Crumb. Dustin Crumb's <laughs> my my favorite. Pro comp Eric Dungy. <laughs> That's a great. Crumb is my third guy, and and then so I, I'll just say it. Strong, LB, Crumb, Plitt, Nick Starkle. But Nick Starkle has the highest rating in your heart. I, I yeah, I genuinely enjoy all of those quarterbacks. I think I think they're all like Starkle. They're fun. I, I, this 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 whole group like Strong and LB are, are good, but. Yeah, like the other three are fun. Like, um, yeah, I don't know. Crum, Crum's kind of a nasty runner at oh, yeah. times. Just a, I don't know. I just love the Mac. Me too. Um, but yeah, LB, I don't have a draftable buy. I totally think he has a. Again, I don't think he comes out this year, but two years from now, um, I definitely think he's got a really good shot to be. Like he, he's got a path to be a day two guy. I think, but um, yeah, just like, early. I just with him, I I just kept coming back to the physical tools with him, and. Uh, Especially when you compare him to these, like, Plitt and Crum, who are kind of the other top quarterbacks in the MAC, He's just at another level uh, physically. Yeah, like, I, I think, like, Dustin Crum's going to have a better college football season, but LB's going to be the better yeah, pro prospect. That's fair. Um, and I, th- I think Plitt is, like, Plitt's going to have a really good year, too. I think I think Plitt's got a path to being – I think, like, I think Plitt will be, in, like, on a preseason roster. Yeah, no, that's fair. Um Okay, you want to j- jump over to running backs where it's less of a, a clear ranking, I would say? Uh, yeah, I definitely agree. I'm uh, going to jump to the Mac first. And this is a guy I was uh, pounding the table, but but pump, pumping the, the gas for uh, Buffalo's other running back, Kevin Marks, who uh, I, I like him a lot, man. Like, you know, well-built, 6'205". He's just kind of a, a see-it-hit-it-go uh, runner, but he's got the toughness. He's got good contact balance. Um, I think his feet are really quick, like, and just like, just really good vision and like in working through the garbage and and turning those four yard runs into kind of eight yard runs. And I I just I think he's just a solid back, and he's like I got a late day three grade on him. Um, like nothing special, but I think he's you think he's a really good back. I think he's got a better shot. Like obviously, De- um, Tevin Sickleberry, Jared Patterson went undrafted. Yeah. Uh, I think Marks has, has a clear path to being drafted, uh, mainly based on his size. Yeah. Um, but, like, yeah, I, I think he, he's got the quickness. He's a nice one-cut mm-hmm. back. He's got the quickness to make some, some plays in space. Um, he's got quick feet. En- enough contact balance and can make guys miss. I, I like him, Marks, a lot. I thought he had a little bit of juice to him, too. Yeah, no, he's uh, maybe not the, the long speed, but he's got that, that burst to him. 
Yeah, like well, the holes there, he hits it hard and, yeah. and fast. Um, no, he he should have a huge year because he's like Buffalo leans so heavily on that rushing attack. I know new coaching staff, but he I'm glad he didn't transfer. I guess is my point. Yeah, me too. And um, yeah, the the Buffalo offensive line is still solid. Like, yeah, he's gonna have a big year. Um, maybe not so Patterson's he, insane your, streak, but I think he's gonna have a really good year. He's uh he's your number one of this G five North group, yep. right? Okay, my number one is a, a maybe a little bit of a shocker because I didn't think know he was going to be my number one. Lapini Katoa, BYU's backup running back, I think is the most exciting of this running back group. How how big of a grade you got him? Uh, late day three. Okay, um, like seventh round. I so, like I don't love any of these running backs, <laughs> but he caught my attention because of what he does in pass protection and how he catches the football. Mm-hmm. And as a runner, he's got a, a nice little combination of contact, balance, and burst that kind of let him – a little bit of an upright style, but he, he had some chug runs. Reminds me of James Starks, the old uh, Packers and, and Buffalo Bulls running back. I, I So I got marks like a sixth, seventh round grade. And then I have both BYU guys kind of right behind him. Okay, so you, you're, you're kind of – same range ish with the, with Kato. I and I didn't really expect myself to mm-hmm. come away with that. Uh, what'd you think of uh, Ali? I can never say his name. Algier. What's how do you say his name? Algier. Algier. Yeah. Um, I I was lower on him. Uh, I thought he was more of like he didn't do much. I, I worried about what he can do on passing downs. He's a little bit more physical. Um, contact balance is better than mm-hmm. Katoa's. I don't have a draftable on him at this point, but like he's still new to the position. Like he was a linebacker, moved to running back, ran for a yeah. thousand yards this past year. Um, and I don't expect him to come out, but uh, yeah, like uh, the the athletic traits are there. I still, I just thought his vision and, and what he does on passing downs was really yeah. Good. Like he he gets tackled behind the line of scrimmage too often. It's kind of like he needs a bit of a runway for speed, but. At five eleven two twenty, um, the the long speed is really good for his size and. Uh, like you said, contact mm-hmm. balance is there. He runs over dudes. Um, like I think he's high effort in pass pro, so I think he's going to get better. Um, so it's, it's not a lack of effort, and he's got the size for it. So I think I think that's going to come together for him too. Um, so yeah, I think those three guys are kind of late draftable guys. And but Marks, even though they're graded out similarly, I'm more confident in him. Um, after him, after them, uh, I love Toatawa, even though I don't have a draftable grade on him. I just I think it's just you know I loved his brother and uh, it's uh, it's just fondness for him and he's just such I don't know again I love that Nevada offense he's like a little thunderball he just runs hard runs angry um, he he does a lot in the passing game too uh, I, I don't know if he's got the juice the burst is decent but um, I, I I like him a lot I don't think he's gonna be a draftable back but I I just really enjoy him uh, I I really like Validay at Wyoming. And I actually, I think Greg Bell at San Diego State has a good shot too. Um, assuming he has a bit more of a, a Nebraska transfer and assuming he has a bigger workload this year. Like I think he uh, Bell has the athletic traits and Valaday is just kind of Mr. Consistent. Yeah. Um, I, I, I Like again, the athleticism and the burst uh, with the burst and, and the contact bounce to make something happen. Um, I don't know. Like I didn't love any of these running backs. Like no one blew me no. away. I don't know that any of these guys get drafted, but there's, those are a couple guys, I think. Bell, Valaday, Marks. Valaday, it's kind of funny that he's like, I don't know, I've always seen his name buzzing around. It's kind of like a sleeper guy. I don't know why, but because he's put up the numbers, like you said, Mr. Consistent. And 
like I said, the burst is there, but like he's like six foot one ninety eight ish, but like a really thin frame. But but that being said, like he, he's not afraid to like you said, contact balance is pretty good, and he like he gets low and drives like the pile and stuff. Um, so yeah, it's like I, I enjoy all of these backs as college football players. Um, I think I think Marks has got the best shot to be uh, an NFL back though. Oh, big 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 time agree. Uh, especially because he gets to be the dude in that back. Yeah, for year. sure. Okay, jump. Let's jump to receivers. Um, I'm gonna go ahead and assume we both have Romeo Dubes as our number yeah, one. Yeah, uh, absolutely. How how big of a grade you got on him? I have him kind of in that similar uh, with Carson Strong, like fourth round ish right now. Yeah, and, and I'm being more liberal with my grades. I have him in the same thing as Carson Strong, where I think they're both day two guys right now. Uh, Dubes is, and it's funny because Elijah Cooks had some hype, got hurt, and Dubes kind of burst onto the scene this past year was strong um he he just kind of he's really well rounded like he's a solid route runner he's he's got the speed to separate solid release repertoire can play x can play z uh the the body control and and kind of Mm -hmm. wows the combat catches he makes are i think his specialist like his best trait but um like i didn't come away thinking anything was detrimental in his game like i'd like him to make more plays after the catch his yak isn't great but other than that like he it was reminding me of marvin jones that's interesting i kind of like that like so like he's a bigger like he's 6'2 200 uh, and he like he feels you can feel the length on him right and um when you see a guy like like that like he's 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 really quick for his size i mean i watched nevada games live last year but i, I didn't appreciate how quick he is and he you know he handles punt return duties too uh sometimes for them um so like you in and out of his breaks he, he's quick he's got fast feet and i think that's really impressive for his height uh plus he's got the speed to win deep um like you said the, the combat catches the the body control uh tracks the ball so well um just like going back to the body control I feel like he's always timing his jump perfectly, and he's in the situations a lot. Um, I will say one thing, and it, it's not a knock. It's just he's in those combat catch situations quite often, um, and I just like to see him bring them down a little more frequently because he's getting his hands on them, and he's in the position to make the play. And he, uh, what game was it? San Diego State, I believe, um, specifically. He he could have he had a big game, and he could have even had a a, a bigger game because yeah. of the. And like very very difficult catches, but like so it's not like a knock on him. It's just he. I know he can do it. You know what I mean. So I just like to see him kind of pull those down. But I think he's a day two guy. Yeah, no, he he's got all the makings. And again, especially uh, assuming Nevada takes even more of a leap this year with Strong and, and him and Elijah Cooks being back and Cole Turner. Like they have so much going for yeah. them. Yeah, offensive line is good. I, I think um, they're going to be absolute monsters. Yeah. Um, my number two receiver is Boise State's Khalil Shakir. He's he's my number three, um, and just because I kind of got enamored with another guy, um, well, I'll jump there in a sec. But I like Shakir a lot too. I got like a fifth round grade on him. Yeah, Shakir. It's interesting how they used yeah. him last year. He'd line up at running back a lot yeah. too, like slot Z running back. They move him around as a bit of a chess piece. The the athleticism is pretty clear. Like he's very quick in none of his breaks. He could make plays deep. Um, he does a little bit after the catch. He's got the tools to be a really solid, if not above average, route runner. Um, he, like he, I think could have come out if he wanted to last year. Uh, but going back, he he's got a good shot to kind of up up that stock. I like him a lot. Yeah, I do too. And I think like 
I think he'll land in those middle rounds. Um, no, I like. I feel like he didn't run a lot of routes, but like you said, the tools are there. Like, you really do see the quickness. He's got some really smooth, quick hips. Um, and it, honestly, it feels like he's kind of freestyling a, a lot of the time where the play breaks down and he's just helping his quarterback out. And, like, he, he's making guys miss and just getting to the open spot in, in the zone. And I feel like that's really impressive. And for a guy who's, like, you know, six eight, uh, six foot, 188, 6'8", um, like, he's, he's a thinner guy, but he's making a lot of tough contested catches. Uh, not afraid of going over the middle and, and taking a hit and pulling the ball down. Uh, you see him get up for some balls too. Um, so yeah, I I, th- I think he like you said he could have came out. I think I think maybe a gr- good decision because I think he's gonna have another great year. Um, th- I will say though for him he's he's solid at yak, but for the way they use him, I, I, you kind of want him to be better. Yeah, that's fair. Like he's yeah he's not like I, I think he's just average kind of yeah where like he's not. Mm-hmm. You know they're giving him handoffs. They're they're, they're using him in jet. They're uh, throwing him screens, and he's not making a lot happen. Where you you'd like to see him improve that. Yeah. You know who's amazing after the uh, catch though, Rob? Who? Calvin Turner, the running back slash wide receiver from Hawaii, who absolutely. Yeah, that's sorry. My my take is I wish I could have found tape for his bowl game. I know because I was about to say he wrecked Houston. I remember we both watched that game live and. It was both running the ball, catching the ball, kick returner. He does it all. He's really all-purpose. And this is a bit of a projection because um, only only really one year of the production. Uh, but but what he can do is is special at times. And he's also the wildcat goal line guy. And you see when, he, when he's got the ball in his hands, he, I think he's a little more wide receiver than running back. But with the ball in his hands, he looks like that running back where he's got really nice contact balance. He, he almost like creates like punt return situations off a catch where it's it's like the open field vision is is really impressive he turns those 15 yard catches into touchdowns consistently and um again like you know he's 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 really a running back um had more ca- uh handoffs than catches but um seeing how he develops is going to be really interesting and i think in those middle rounds uh a team's going to find a really really dangerous chess piece in him yeah, it, it, especially as now that he's got a whole year in the yeah. program and how 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 willing they were to use him as a chess piece last year and then obviously his bowl game being so dominant both on the ground through the air and as a return man. Like he has special special playmaking traits mm-hmm. um and, and that type of slot receiver. And like they they play him as a wildcat quarterback too and um that that type of player is what every team's looking for these days. Uh, he is my third. Uh, you said he's your second. He's my yeah, third. so I went Dubes, Turner, Shakir, and uh, Turner and Shakir pretty close. And um, just for old time sakes, because, I, I again, he got hurt immediately, basically. I had Elijah Cooks fourth because uh, last summer I really liked him, and I think him coming back, um, that, that it's just going to add even more to the Nevada offense. Yeah. He, because Dubes is more of the natural Z, you get Cokes back, who's a 6'4", yeah. big target uh, out, out there at X, and he's a guy who's really great through traffic and 50-50 balls. I, I love having those two. Yeah, and, and Strong throws a really nice, like, like they go to the fade a lot, and he throws a nice fade, and so I, I think you'll see plenty of fades to, to Cokes this year. And, like, then we're not there yet, but you had Turner in, in the mix. That's, that's a fun offense, man. Yeah. Um, I also kind of like Gunnar Romney. Not Me too. Lie. I have a day three grade on him. Okay. Um, yeah, he, I, I, I thought kind of 
more more juice to him than I was expecting. Mm-hmm. Um, and it made some plays through traffic that I wasn't necessarily expecting. Uses his size yeah. pretty well. Uh, good hands. Pretty crisp route runner for a taller yeah, guy. Yeah, no, that's fair. Uh, Want to see m- more release repertoire from him? Not going to wow you uh, after the catch or anything, but no, he's... Uh, now that he gets to be the go-to wide receiver, I'm interested to see what he does. Yeah, like, you you, you know, the, the length lessens the change of direction ability as it does for most players, but uh, straight line, getting deep, I think there's juice there. Um, like you said, through contact, working back to the ball, really good. Um, like, he helped, he helped Zach Wilson out so much, and you had that, like, he's, he's 6'3 and near 200 pounds, so, like, he's got a nice big frame, and uh, I definitely think he's going to be in, like, a, the day three conversation. Uh, any other receivers you want to talk? Or you want to no, let's jump to tight ends. I think this is a really fun group. Yeah. Um, let's. Uh, is Cole Turner your top? He player? is. I really like Cole Turner, man. So six six former wide receiver at Nevada moved to tight end this past year. Was ultra productive. Played a ton. Like played it all over. He was listed as a tight end, but like he played a lot of slot. He played mm-hmm. a lot of X. Um, they, they use him as a mismatch piece. You get yeah, and like you mentioned with him, Dubes and Cooks back. Scary. That that's a that's just yeah. Like, I mean, you 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 look at him and you can tell he's a former receiver, not a great blocker, um, but kind of like posts up on dudes and uses that size to take advantage of DBs and that speed to take advantage of linebackers yeah. and safeties. Um, I I think he's got a chance to be one of the like five best tight ends in this class. Yeah, I think like. I think he's got a good shot to be like a borderline top 100 guy, um, creeping into the third round. Um, mm. he, he's really long and he uses the length so well. And you see him as the X wide receiver that he is when he's showing off big time body control, like you know, uh, getting up, diving, whatever. Because the the ball skills and the hands, they look like they're wide receivers. Um, maybe not like an explosive dude, but like I, like. Like you said, speed to beat the linebacker, and I think he's he's plenty quick in the short area stuff. Where like when he's breaking off routes, I, I think there's no issue there. Um, but like you said, gonna have to get better at blocking because he is a converted wide receiver. But just in his first breakout year and this Nevada offense coming into like all the pieces are there to be great, and I think I think he's gonna have a special year. Um, who's your number two today? Uh, Isaac Rex at BYU who. Impressed me because we watched like every BYU game last year, and he he always impressed me. And he was only a redshirt freshman last year. He's another big guy, six six two forty seven. Uh, no way he's going to come out as a, as a redshirt sophomore, or whatever the hell. I, by the way, the COVID stuff is is really annoying me in terms of what class they're in. But whatever. <laughs> so whatever whatever he's classified as redshirt sophomore, um, he's not coming out. But the, at, at that size, he flashes the contested catches. Um, like Romney, he uses his body really well to, to just box guys out. Makes a lot of uh, jump ball grabs. Um, still learning as a blocker, too. Uh, but all the tools are there. I, I think he's got the willingness. He's got the strength. Um, I think in a couple years, Rex Rex can develop into a legit tight end prospect. Yeah, I, th- I think he's... Uh, I don't... Like, I'm with you. I don't think he's going to come out. But And I think he's, uh, like, two years away. But, yeah, he's got everything you're looking for t- in terms of size. Great hands. Um, yeah. Really great, uh, 50-50 yep. ball ability. Plays in line, plays slot. BYU does a great job utilizing the tight end. Um, I'm excited for him down the line. I actually have a different tight end as my number two guy, though. 
I really like Derek Dees at San Jose State. Uh, plays H-back, plays slot, former community college guy. His dad started a, a tackle for the 49ers for like a decade. Um, I, I, I really like – I think he's got great, like very strong hands and the athleticism to create mismatches and be moved around. And um, like a lot of these guys, route running and blocking is a concern. But I, I, I came away kind of – I don't have a draftable on him, but I came away – like going in, not expecting much, came away like no. I feel the same. I have a borderline draftable on him. Um, I think you saw some drafts, but definitely he can move well. Um, he's not as big. Like he's six four two thirty five, so he's got to be more of a move guy. Um, but he's yeah. not small. He's not small, and I think he can he can definitely add weight to the frame there too. Um, and like a, a willing blocker for sure. Um, might not sustain his blocks too too well, but um, I think he's very very willing. Um, I think, like, I definitely see a path to him being drafted, and I see there's a path being drafted for Trey McBride, Colorado State, who, um, yeah, I got a late draftable, and I think he's just, you know, he plays mean, man. Like, he, he's blocking through the whistle, he's finishing to the ground, like, he's, he's rubbing guys in the dirt. He's got some SOV in him, and I, I really appreciate that. Um, and he's a really solid blocker. Like, you, you see him in line, some slot, some H back. Um, definitely, like, not, not the move guy, he, he, but he can, he makes plays in the passing game. Um, and he's a guy who might be like that, like a fullback at the next level, but a big dude, 6'4", 255. That, that's what I was going to say. I think he's got that fullback, H-back yeah. type. Um, like, I, I think he's a modern fullback. Yeah, no, I, I do too. I do too. Um, he's, he's, he is the best blocker of the group, mm-hmm. like to me without a doubt. Yeah, I definitely agree. That's why I think like seeing how the tight ends went this draft um, – and like the the great tight ends in the league, I think teams are a little more hungry, and I think he'll he'll he like get called on day three at this point. Um, want to jump to O line? Yeah. Um, I didn't love the interior. Really, is there anyone on the interior? No, I I my my takeaway was there's no interior worth talking about, but there's a couple tackles. Yeah, like I didn't I don't hate James M- MP BYU, but other than that, I think there's a good number of four. I got four tackles I like. Uh, I got five. Whoa, okay. Uh, who's your top guy? John Ajuku from Boise State. He's my third guy. How how high are you? I I got like fourth guys I like in like the like day three. I have Ajuku, Aaron Frost, and Jack Snyder kind of in a group. Yeah, those are my top three guys too. Just uh, I got Frost, Snyder, Ajuku, and then I like I like Fuzak from uh, uh from Ubuff too. He he's just I think he's gonna be a guard, yeah. but yeah, he is uh. He he was another guy who's a kind of a pleasant surprise there. Yeah. Um. Let's start with Ajuku, who I think is just a really good athlete, and you can see the potential as a zone blocking yeah, tackle for sure. Uh, he 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 gets to the second level a ton, um, and I think he's got really uh quick feet, and he can get to his landmarks well. My concerns being leverage, yep. play strength, and and I just want him to be nastier. See, like, I, I, the leverage, I think, is the biggest knock. I like the leverage. Um, I like to see him play a bit nastier because there is times when he's just down blocking, like you said, in, in his EBS where he's just a bulldozer. And it's not consistent, and it's a little more when he's kind of got the got the angle on the guy, but he can he can wreck stuff. And like you said, getting to the second level, really impressive. Um, I think, like, on initial contact, he's got pretty good pop in his hands. But I, I agree with you. It's kind of just putting it all together, being a little bit more nastier. Uh, just playing with better leverage, and uh, I, I think he can really turn into something. I I, I got I got like a six round grade on him. 
Yeah, he's uh, I, I've kind of yeah, I've got these guys all late day three ish. Um, I thought he was the 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 most exciting just in terms of his quickness. Yeah, fair enough. Um, I thought Aaron Frost was the best pass protector. Me too. Me too. Um, kind of funny that all like all, Which, all four of these guys are like six five three hundred to three ten. It's kind of yes, all very similar. Yeah, yeah. go ahead, sorry. Fro- Frost in pass protection. Mainly because he just he he's very he's very balanced, yeah. yep. very balanced, has kind of vice grippy hands, strong anchor. You're not gonna go through him. Um, he's not like a, a wow athlete, but there's enough there. I my knock with him was he doesn't get to the second level enough in the run game. The run game is a bit of a concern for me. Yeah, right a bit now. bit high in the run as well. Um, but yeah. in pass pro, yeah, he's he's well built. He's a thick dude. Um, like I said, balance like a patient pass blocker, but like he knows when to get out on guys too, and just kind of cut guys off. Um, and like I said, good anchor. I, I I think I think there's a lot there with Aaron Frost. I got a fifth round grade on him. Uh, and then with Jack Jack Snyder, it's funny. So Ajuku, most exciting for me in the run game. Frost pass protection. Snyder's the most well rounded. I thought. Fair enough. Yeah, I agree. I I I thought he played with the best and most consistent leverage of the three. Um, I liked his hands a lot. I thought he, he uses his length and his punch well. Yep. Um, solid anchor. Uh, kind of just uh, another guy who's balanced in pass pro. Uh, maybe not the greatest athlete, but uh, yeah, I, I thought um, just a really clean mm-hmm. G5 left tackle. Yeah, six-year six guy. Uh, I agree with you. I think his his eyes are good. He's like There's a lot of stunts they're throwing at him. He's picking that up easily. Um I think his, his pass sets are kind of like he's not getting enough depth sometimes, but his feet are really quick. He's, they're very, very active. Um, he mirrors guys beautifully. So so once he gets on you, he's keeping you in front. Um, like I said, not not the, not the an overly flashy guy, um, but he can get out, work in the run game. Um, so, decent enough athlete, I think. Um, a lot to like. I think, like you said, well-rounded. I think he's, I think he, he's another draftable guy for sure. I got a fifth-round grade on him. And then, uh, after, so after those three, I have Zachary Thomas and Jake Fuzak, kind of borderline draftable. Um, Fuzak, yeah, just a mean power right mm-hmm. tackle, who's just not, not very very wrong pass protection. They didn't pass a ton at Buffalo, um, but yeah, feet are, are a little wonky and just doesn't seem comfortable in pass pro. That's why I think he's a guard. Yeah, it, but in the run game, he just dominates dudes at the point of the attack. Yeah, lots of pop in the hands. Um. I thought technically in the run, I thought he was very sound. It's just, you know, lot, lots of power in the feet, good, good steps. He downs blocks really well. Mm. He feels sturdy, yes. very sturdy to me. Um, like a day, late day three guy that you come in and he's probably going to be a solid backup. Um, like you said, um, has to work on the pass protection. But, like, I feel like as a run blocker, good in space. He can he can make the reach block. He can get, get to the second level. Um, as a run blocker, all the tools are there. Just got to get better as a pass protector. And it's kind of the same story on Zachary Thomas with San Diego State. They don't throw the yeah. ball a ton, so he's really raw in pass protection, but really uh, mean physical run blocker who plays with great strength at the point. Uh, and, and, and just kind of another interesting power tackle. Yeah, I, I was pleasantly surprised with how it looked good. And I, I saw some of these guys' names get some hype um, on, on the old Twitter machine, but I was pleasantly surprised with how... You never know until you see I it. know. like It feels like some people just like to throw names out there to be first on guys. You know what I mean? But, um, yeah. Yeah, pleasantly surprised. I think it was a – I think the offense as a whole, really good group. 
Yes, ag- agreed. Um, any, anyone else you want to talk about before we talk about Spotify Green Room? No, I, I just want to talk about Spotify Green Room. Well, AJ, let me tell you about Spotify Green Room. It's live, it's audio only, and it's a sports talk platform. You might have heard at the top of the show where I said that already. Well, I'm telling you again, because it's free to download and to use, so why wouldn't you download it and use it for free? Uh, you can talk to anyone you want who has it, which is everyone, I assume, because it's perfect for watch parties, debates, post-game breakdowns, and reacting to break news. Share all the experience. All you have to do is go to the iOS or Android app store and download it for free and create a profile and link your Twitter. Bam, 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 you got Spotify Green Room. Uh, and as the summer is arriving, arriving, the summer is here, <laughs> Kansas City Steaks has you covered for all your grilling needs. Kansas City Steaks Company wants to make this your best grilling season ever. Visit KansasCitySteaks.com and get 15% off your order and free shipping with code SD at checkout. From classic steak cuts to USDA Prime to hard-to-find specialty cuts and more, Kansas City Steaks has everything you need to fire up the grill. These are steakhouse-quality steaks aged to perfection. They make it so easy. Each order is flash-frozen and delivered directly. Satisfaction guaranteed or your money back. Enjoy their butter tender filet mignon, hearty Kansas City strip steaks, and savory ribeyes. It's been a hard year, so enjoy being together again by bringing the steakhouse to your house with Kansas City Steaks. Go to KansasCitySteaks.com and get 15% off your order and free shipping with the code SD at checkout. That's KansasCitySteaks.com, code SD. You know who could use a couple more steaks, AJ? Who's that, Rob? My top interior defensive lineman and my number one prospect in the MAC, Ralph Hawley, who's not the heaviest, but he's one hell of a football player. So I, I saw your tweet on him, and uh, yeah, he's he's fucking fun, man. Like, what's he what's he listed at six two two eighty five? Yes, that's what. So I like mean. like I think he's probably shorter than that. Um, I think like he's he's built like pretty thick, but like the weight you know you want higher. But anyways, um. Like a thick low guy, the leverage is ridiculous. I, I don't think he, he's he's ever not in good, good play leverage, so I think he's a little shorter. I can't wait. So impressed with just how balanced he is too. I, I like he's he's kind of just making a lot of noise in the middle, like, like bumping around, but he's he's never on the ground. I, that like those two things, the leverage and the balance, just really popped up to me because. You really only see that from like guys who are really high end athletes, in my opinion, at least. And then, sorry, he's your guy, and I'm kind of stepping on you, but the quickness is so impressive. Just go, go ahead, go ahead. I'm just glad you're there with yeah. me. I, I wasn't sure he, because to me, of all the pleasant surprises from this group, he was the most pleasant because I didn't really know much Not about me him. Either. I throw on the tape. He is just twitched up, dominating with leverage, dominating with his get off, playing three tech, playing one tech, playing nose, playing edge, yeah. and just blowing everybody back um it doesn't have a lot of hand usage wins with that leverage and the quickness uh, you, true yeah. gap shooter yeah. plays his ass off um i i think he's got like he just pops off the screen especially in the mac where like i mean i have i think three draftable grades in the mac and he is by far my top I th- yeah i think he's the same for me and i haven't heard anything about me him. neither no um was well, uh yeah not non-stop motor too he's always the first one off the ball uh like you said lots of pop in his hands 
but I and you don't see too much usage, but you see some swim moves on occasion, um, some push pulls, but maybe a little too late at times. Uh, he he's really interesting. He's really interesting. Um, I got like a fifth round grade on him now, which is yeah, a lot for too. a guy that I've never heard of before. And an idea. Uh, there's always one of these guys that that we find that we've never heard of. Uh, they're always IDLs. They're always quick as hell, and uh, we always we always pump them. And I, he, I think he's this guy this year. Yeah, he's he's awesome. Um, yeah, he's he's my number one defensive guy in general, and my number one player in the MAC. Um, other IDLs: Dom Peterson. I still like Dom Peterson at Nevada, who's a, a short, stockier guy. Plays five tech, plays three tech. Um, I don't know. He's a guy who uses his hands and his leverage really well. He's got some quickness to him too. Um, I I'm I'm excited to watch Nevada football. Me too, man. And yeah, I uh, we liked him a lot last. He was kind of like this guy last year, but maybe not as flashy. But uh, I mean, he had he had nine sacks in 2019. Um, and another guy, lots of energy, nice motor, um, quick. Like you said, squatty frame. I I still like Don Peterson. I, I got a day three grade on him still. Um, yeah. I, Honestly, I wasn't super impressed with the defense as a whole, which maybe we're just we're not finding the right guys. But I think those two guys were kind of my my clear guys. Um, yeah, Don Pearson's my second highest defensive guy in the Mountain West, and then obviously Holly's my number one player in the MAC. Um, in the edge group, I'm assuming no other IDLs we're talking about for you. Not really. How about you? No. I like them them uh, both a in lot. In the edge though. group, yeah. I, yes, me too. In the edge group, I like Kate Hall, ten, who was the Mountain West Defensive Player of yeah, the Year. Ten sacks. Um, he he's a guy who plays edge. He'll play some five tech. He'll play some four eye. Not not super twitchy or anything, but you he's got a nice um, swim move. He's he, he's got a nice speed to power yeah. bull rush. Wins with leverage. Not the bendiest guy. Big big motor. Yep. Good edge setter, understands setting the edge. I, I think that that he's got rotational uh, depth edge NFL player written all over. Agreed. I, I kind of have him and Peterson kind of uh, neck and neck. Plus, you throw in the, the yeah. production is a lot. And, yeah, the, the thing that really stood out to me was uh, the motor. I, really high-end motor. Work rate's great. Um, those are those are my top three defensive guys in, in the whole group here. Do you like any of the other edges? Because I think that some some of them are in, like I don't have draftable. Kate Hall is my only draftable edge, but I think there's interesting things with the other guys like Scott Patchen, the Miami transfer at Colorado State. Your guy from last his year. Length he's definitely his, the next interesting yeah, guy. Yeah, his length. Yeah. I I think his length and his hand use are pretty interesting. Um. He, I think he's got a chance to be a late day three guy. Me too. Uh, Fahoko across from Kate Hall, I think, is also interesting. Uh, he's got a little more athleticism to him, but he's a lot more raw uh, than Kate Hall. Um, and, and just because like there's not a lot of Mac guys, no. uh, Troy Harrison, who's five eleven two forty five, he's probably the best pass rusher in in, in the uh, in the uh, in the Mac at Central Michigan. Uh, he just kind of wins with leverage and and get off and uh, play, plays with his hair on fire. But yeah. I, after Cade Hall, I thought it was a a bit of a drop, but Patchen definitely. Yeah, we'll, we'll talk Patchen a little bit more. I mean, uh, he's been around for a long time. You know, I think he started off as a tight end, but like, he's definitely the most traitsy because he's six six two fifty, 
And like I, I really do want to see what he can do a, a full year, um, being there for for two years now, uh, with a regular ass college football season. I definitely think like he is the most, um, you know, athletically gifted and and interesting of the group. And uh, don't have a draftable on him either, um, but I, I think there's a path there for sure. Jumping to linebacker, I think there's a couple guys who are interesting. I have a guy I have a draftable on, and it's a uh, Hawaii linebacker, and I'm gonna butcher his name probably, Darius M- Muasso. Mm-hmm. He um, he plays really physical. Yeah. He gets downhill in a hurry, uh, kind of a, a bit squatty, six one two thirty. But yeah, just doesn't really miss tackles. Always gets downhill, blows shit up. Um, Stocking shed needs to improve. Coverage needs to improve. But another guy just plays ultra-aggressive and, and, and has that nonstop motor and a little bit of sideline-to-sideline side speed to make plays in the Mountain West. Um, I, I thought he popped off the screen and Riley Wimpy, the Boise State linebacker, a little bit. Too. I think we've been talking about Riley Wimpy for so long, but he's kind of like, like – I, I don't mind him. I think like he'll be in a camp. Uh, he's kind of he's yeah. kind of like a little more old school, just kind of like – like, you know, he's, he's stalking and wears a cowboy collar. It's sick. But like I don't, not the greatest athlete for sure. And like, but he's got that downhill thumper type of guy. Um, I I think I, my top guy is Justin Rice, who I liked last year, if I remember correctly. Who um, who's at his third school now? It's so funny. Yeah, and he was good. The Mountain West Defensive Player of the Year in the uh, at Fresno State, I think. Yeah. Transferred to Arkansas State, was Sun Belt Defensive Player of the Year, and then transferred transferred to Utah State. Um. Because what's his name? The head coach at Arkansas State took the job at Utah State. And he's at linebacker U now, baby. He's Bobby Wagner. Blake Anderson. Sorry, I couldn't think of his name. It's okay. But, yeah, like what a journey. He's good. He's good Um, everywhere he goes. Yeah, he's a – because Wimpy and Muasu are are more mics. Uh, He's like an interesting Will who – I don't know. He's always around the football. When mm-hmm. he's on the tape, he's always around the football. He's always cleaning up tackles. He's always involved. Um, I, again, I don't have a draftable. No, but me like, neither. Similar to Wimpy, like maybe Rice is more of a special teams linebacker though, because he got a little more athletic. Yeah, exactly. Wimpy. And he started off as a running back. He's fucking stacked up tackles like crazy. Like he said, just back to back player of the years in two different conferences. He's back in the the Mountain West. Um, yeah, I think I think for him, you know, he's he's pretty fluid in coverage, um, just better in coverage than those guys. Um, he's strong enough to take on blocks, and I think he's like interesting as a blitzer. Like it's funny because as a, as a prospect, there's a lot to clean up, but like as a college football player, he's really good. And I, I'm not sure what Utah State's gonna look like this year. I, like I think they're gonna, I think they're kind of getting slept on. I think I think they're you know Blake Anderson's a really good coach. I think they might surprise mm-hmm. a, a bit in the in the Mountain West. Um, and I think Justin Rice could be could be a big part of that. I, I like Justin Rice. I, he's my top guy, but not a draftable grade. One more linebacker I just want to mention: Kadafi Wright from Buffalo. I just think he he's really smooth for a six three two thirty linebacker. He plays a little overhang. He, he's involved in coverage a lot. Um, just the smoothness and, and, and kind of the range excited me a little bit with him, but not a draftable. Just thought I'd mention. Th- these are both conferences that have fun linebackers that either like way too small or like weird athlete like it's but like never really a cayenne guys but fun guys yeah 
Uh, DBs. Any DBs? Jump. Do you have any draftable DBs? I don't have any draftable DBs. I, I wasn't really impressed with the DB group as a whole. I, I got one. It's Tyson Anderson at Toledo. I like him a lot. He's my number two Mac player. Um, a guy who plays some nickel, uh, can play single high, 6'2", 210. Um, I like his feet a lot. I think he's a not a super physical tackler, but doesn't really miss tackles. has has nice range and ball skills. Uh, I I I thought he was uh, after Holly. He was definitely my him, him and Caleb Ellaby. Those are my three draftables from the MAC: Holly, Anderson, Caleb Ellaby. Uh, you definitely like the size for sure. I my my draftables from the MAC are uh, Marks. I got a draftable on uh, Holly. Holly's my top guy. I think that's it. Yeah, I think that's it from the MAC. Alibi's oh b- I can't wait till yeah. uh, I can't wait till we post our top ten Mac players because I was writing it down as we went, and it, after like my top five, it, it's uh, my six to ten aren't great. <laughs> crumb will be on there, baby. It's gonna be crumb plit Alibi. <laughs> yeah, uh, I mean, actually, no. Sorry, I like I like the thing. I like the Buffalo tackle too. I already blanked on his name. So Fuzak, yeah, he's he's my fourth Mac. Yeah. You know, the MAC is always such an interesting conference because it feels like it's always so wide open and like it feels like honestly it feels like one of the toughest conferences to predict the the champion. Well, I mean, Ball State with Mike New, who just I'm pretty sure signed a five year extension, like went from not making bowl games to winning the yeah, Mac. and like uh, kind of out of nowhere mid season last year too, if I remember correctly, um, and obviously big upset against Buffalo. Uh, you want to do our, our picks for, like, the, for the conference? It was, and, and sorry, but once, um, especially with Lance Leopold yeah. going at Buffalo now, like that that was the most consistent program because of him. And with him out, like I feel like it's just even more who knows what's going to yeah, happen. Yeah, it's a fun, it's a genuinely fun conference. And luckily we get to watch it on Wednesday nights and Tuesday nights. It's, it's great. Uh, sorry, did you have any other DBs you wanted to mention? No. Uh, Kaneo from Boise State, Trent Thompson, I like, I like Sterling Weatherford. Kaneo for last year, but like, I don't have a draft ball on him. He's, he's okay. Well, hey, Weatherford 6'4", that's interesting. Yeah, the bu- I mean, the Buffalo DBs are tall too, but I mean, whatever. If you're going to be bad, be tall. <laughs> that's what I always say. Yeah. <laughs> okay, you want to jump to our Mac predictions, the unpredictable Yeah, Mac? I struggled, man. I, I went back and forth. I... See, I think I think Ball State's gonna gonna come out. I think they're gonna win the West. Um, I think the East is a little more wide open. Um, so I got Ball State winning the West. I, I I'm gonna I'm gonna go with the crumb. I'm gonna go with the crumb. I'm gonna go with Sean Lewis, and I'm gonna say that Kent State beats Ball State in the MAC championship game. Kent Kent State, um, yeah. Considering how quick Sean Lewis has turned it around, yeah. and then obviously Dustin Crumb, just in terms of being a College quarterback, I think you could argue is the best uh, college quarterback. You know I, I mean? Yeah, no, that's why I'm I'm going. I think he is like the best college quarterback, and like like I I like LB a lot. Um, but you know, I think losing Dwayne Eskridge is gonna be big for that Western Michigan offense. Obviously, I, I just I, I really loved him even more watching LB Dwayne Eskridge. That is, um, and I think Drew Plitz just Mister Consistent there at Ball State, man. Like I think he just runs that offense so well. Uh, not a lot of bad decisions. Um, like I said, New is a good coach. Um, I, again, I, 
I think you think it's pretty wide open because you know, like Frank Solich is going to always have the Bobcats in the mix. Uh, like there's so many teams that you could go with. I'm interested to hear who you picked. So I'm going to go with Western Michigan taking the title okay. uh, over Kent State. I'm with you on Kent State. They, they, to me, they just seem like this is the, the they've been leveling up to the point now they're they're ready to take that next step to reaching the MAC championship. For sure. Um, I have Western Michigan mainly because I, I expect Caleb Ellaby to take a big big jump, and I think Ralph Holly's the best defensive player in the MAC. Yeah. Um, I think I think that's the best offensive and defense player in the MAC, uh, and yeah, I just think Ellaby's gonna take it to another level now. Like he was a first year starter last year, and he showed a lot. And I think this is now it, it's another level up for him. And um, but hey, who knows? What, like, I mean, if Lance Lightpole didn't leave, would you have picked Buffalo? Pro- probably, just like yeah. Because it would seem dumb not to. Yeah, I know. Even with losing Patterson. Yeah, exactly. So, I think it's gonna be a fun year. Um, the player of the year in the, in the MAC. Do you wanna do? You wanna, I, I I picked Dustin Crum. Uh, I picked Caleb Ellaby and Holly. For, if you want to do defense. Yeah, Holly seems obvious. Like the fact that he's been he's a, so he's going to his fourth year as a starter. He's already been so productive. Yeah. In three years as a starter, twenty nine TFLs and twelve and a half sacks as a defensive tackle. Yeah, no, for sure. And uh, jump to the Mountain West, I think a little... We both got Nevada winning, I assume. It's, like, it's probably our NFL draft... But, like, I feel like we get clouded by prospects. Yeah. But it's still impossible to pick against them. Between, like, all the offensive weapons, the offensive line, Carson Strong's the best quarterback, like, Don Peterson's one of the best defensive players... Yeah. Um, Jay Norville's a fantastic coach. It's just, yeah, I don't know. I, and I think they'll generally are going to be the favorite. Right? Oh yeah. I mean, like in December watching that bowl game, I think we both said this, this Nevada team, if Jay Norvell doesn't get a job, um, this team is going to be really, 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 they're going to be one of the best group of five teams in the country next year. And I, I think, I think I might only put them behind the uh, Cincy. Yeah, no, I, I mean, Maybe coastal, but yeah, uh, yeah. I, I maybe I, maybe maybe the raging Cajun. Though I think those are the yeah. I, I think those are the four. I think Cincy clearly, and then I, I think I put the Wolfpack over the over the other ones for sure. I, in my opinion, I love this. I love this Wolfpack team, and I got them uh, beating Mister Consistent the the Boise State Broncos and the Avalos this first year. I think they're gonna 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 get back to the championship game, but I think Nevada's too good. I I I think they're going undefeated. I haven't looked at the schedule, but I think they go undefeated. Well, not undefeated in the division, in the conference at least. Let me see their schedule. Um, and I'm gonna assume you have Carson Strong as your uh, for sure your Mountain West offensive. Player. Yeah, absolutely. And Cade Hall to repeat on defense, or like at this point, me like you know, it's not like I'm a fucking pro on the Mountain West. I feel like that's my easy choice. No, wait, did you? Sorry, who did you have Nevada over? Boise. Right, and I have them over San Jose State. I think that's, I think that's the the conversation, right? See, for me, I, I like who's never. Yeah, I think I think lose, lose, losing uh Bailey Gaither and Trey Walker. Uh, I like the running backs too, though Nevins. I think he's a fun back. He might be a breakout there for San Jose State. I think that's the conversation though is between um, Boise and San Jose State. Yeah. Um. Uh, obviously, you mentioned some of the losses of San Jose State, and then. 
Boise, new coach Andy Avalos, who I think is a, the perfect hire. Absolutely. I actually think he's going to be better than Brian Harson. I hate Brian Harson though. Um, but Hank Bachmeyer's injury history, like, and the running game was so inconsistent last yeah. year because Georgia Arizona got hurt. Um, but yeah, I don't know. It, it's hard. I, I would say those are the three contenders in the Mountain West, right? Uh, yeah, uh, definitely. I, but I think I think it's Nevada. Or, or do, sorry, do you think Brady Hoke levels up San Diego State because? <laughs> Brady Hoke's the they're guy. always they're always consistently scrapped. Like they're gonna go nine and four and be consistent eight and four nine and four whatever. Um, by the way, Nevada opens up against Cal in Berkeley. I think they can win that game. Um, I, and they also I, I, I love that they also go to Manhattan uh, week three. I think they can win that game too, especially after their weird TikTok stuff. Um, I think I think Nevada's gonna go undefeated. I'm gonna say it right now. But they, it's 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 nice. Coming off a year of having no uh, non-conference, yeah. essentially, started just hearing you say like Nevada Cal, maybe not a game that gets everyone juices flowing, <laughs> but like just hearing that gets me. Excited. And we miss it. We miss it. I mean, tricky though. Uh, week four, they go to Boise, but I guess getting Boise in October is better than getting them in in November, right? Uh, if you got to go up there, mm-hmm. uh, and they got they got San Jose State at home to San Diego. That's kind of tricky. Um, but still, I, I think I think they're going defeated. Okay, before we get out of here, you want to know who the town of the week is? Do you have any guesses? Uh, I mean, I'm picking Reno, but I, I don't. Who I want to hear? I think it's always Reno. But who, who are you taking? Well, obviously, it's Reno. Okay. okay. <laughs> Reno's the best. Town of the week. Town of the week needs a theme song before it. This is the town of the week. Town of the week. And this week it is Reno, Nevada. I love it. That That's perfect. So Reno is home to the Nevada Wolfpack, uh, and McKay Stadium, which is named after the Bonanza King. Which don't go down that Wikipedia hole. That was weird for me. But do uh, Reno's population? You ask two hundred forty-six thousand five hundred. Now. The problem is Nevada has not produced a ton of non-athletes uh, as a school, and there's no notable people from Reno, essentially. I, f- I think everyone from Reno is notable, in my opinion. Uh, fair. So here are my notable alumni. Uh, obviously Colin Kaepernick, Joel Batonio, Nate Burleson, our King JaVale McGee, uh, Marion Motley, uh, and then the non-sports people, only two. Kane Hodder, Hoder, Hodder, who played Jason Voorhees in the Friday the 13th movies. <laughs> and here's the kicker. Charlie Douglas, who created the first TV laugh track. He went to Nevada. Really? Yeah. Aren't you happy I had that tidbit The for king you? of can laughter. Uh, and the only notable person from Reno is Kyle Van Noy. <laughs> Why didn't they keep him in town? That's That's kind of not nice. I'm out. I'm out. I'm out. Uh, anyway. Okay. Uh, and there's there's like a lot of things to do in Reno. There's a lot oh, of yeah. casinos. Oh yeah. Not shocking. Uh, personally, I picked out the Peppermill Casino is the one you should go. Peppermill. No response. No, I, I said Pepper. Is it called Peppermill? And you can also attend the National Automobile Museum. Um, the animal arc. There seem to be a lot of different animal places in Reno. Uh, you can also go skiing in Reno at Mount Rose Ski Resort. 
And maybe you end your day off at the Reno's River Walk, which seemed to be like a series of bridges over rivers, but I wasn't That's sure. That's sick. Like like in San Antonio. Yeah. Also, hey, it's not that far a drive to Lake Tahoe. What's, uh, of course, what's what's Reno known as? 911. <laughs> Have you ever watched Reno 911? Like, as a kid, it felt like a fever dream. <laughs> I think I've seen the movie, but never the show. No, it's it's the biggest little city in the world, Reno, Nevada. The biggest? Why is it a little city? It's the biggest little because they want you never seen the big sign. They got like a like a fake Vegas sign. It's just the biggest little city in the world. They want they want that small town feel. Uh, come on, Reno's the best. Agreed. Uh, next week we'll be hitting the G five South, aka. Uh, the Conference USA and the Sun Belt featuring Liberty. Um, so, join us. And maybe uh, maybe next next week's Town of the Week will be... Uh, it's definitely going to be Conway. <laughs>